0: Welcome and thank you for tuning into Tenetalk, a podcast for contractors. We share the information and quick answers you need on construction technology related to equipment fleet operations and management for your business. This mini-series is hosted by Four Construction Pros. Hi, my name is Kurt Bennett. I'm the senior editor with Equipment Today. Today we will be discussing the best practices for telematics installations. My guest today include James House, VP of Implementation for Kenna, and Pat LaRue, Project Manager at Severino Truckee. James has a decade of experience in the construction tech space, leading IT and Internet of Things projects. He has vast experience with telematics installations for contractor customers. Pat has 10 years of experience managing survey equipment and machine control for large equipment, and he has a passion for implementing technology into businesses. Today, they'll discuss best practices based on their experiences and lessons learned installing thousands of telematic data trackers. Pat, I would like to start off by asking you a basic question. Why do contractors care about this topic?
1: Contractors care about this topic because we need things to be as simple as possible. We live very busy schedules, very full schedules. So getting back to the task at hand, which is building the road or the commercial site or whatever we may be building is really the critical path. And these tools are set to help supplement us. So they need to be easy, intuitive and quick. They cannot add a bunch of extra steps, otherwise it's taking us away from what we are specialized in. And I think that's where some of these systems fall short is they don't focus on that. They almost create systems where you have to hire in other people sometimes versus making it quick and easy that you can take an owner, owner operator and supplement their daily tasks.
0: James, can you add to those comments?
2: Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, contractors want to know that the the systems they're putting in place are worth their time and their money and their investment. So uh, they're spending money on these systems uh, that are intended to improve their operations and getting the implementations off on the right foot is, is really key to making sure that you're successful in that rollout getting the kind of customer buy-in, getting everybody on board with what the new SOPs are and rolling that all in really helps you manifest the value that you're looking for from the business owner's perspective and also for everybody along the way. The, in the field is the heart of any construction outfit. And at the end of the day, these are the men and women that are driving profits in the organization. It's important to keep that perspective when you're rolling out new SOPs and especially with technology that they're going to be working with on a daily basis. Getting this early buy-in from the field is essential to improving the existing workflows and also getting rid of that big brother mentality when a solution is finally put in place attena I and mean, we strive for getting the field involved as soon as as possible especially um, when we're talking about positions like field mechanics and technicians and operators because ultimately you want to partner with your telematics provider and strategizing deployment is really important and it's a very key step in this there's too many solutions on the market today that kind of skip this whole step entirely I mean it's really the backbone of a successful rollout this really makes the difference between a 10 plus year solution and something that's just the flavor of the month.
0: Okay. We're seeing in the market now that telematics is no longer really a luxury item, but it's really a critical business tool that a lot of contractors are adopting to drive critical business decisions. What would you say is the key to ensuring success with telematics systems? James, do you want to answer that first?
2: Yeah, sure. So I think there's really three main things to consider when ensuring success. Number one, first and foremost, you have to pick the correct purpose-built solution that meets all of your needs and requirements as a construction firm. Obviously, the kind of vertical that we work in is is very particular and very specific, and it's not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. Number two, I'd say the planning phase is is huge. Not enough planning goes into technology rollouts with a, a lot of big construction firms and establishing KPIs and ironing out a clear scope of work. And then also setting up the milestones, where are your go, no go decisions. And then finally the execution, the kind of proof is in the pudding at that point. You can do all the best planning in the world, but if you can't execute on that plan, then all you have is a really good plan at the end of the day. Pat, when you guys rolled out your solution, what were some of the kind of items and key things that you looked for? The biggest things
1: that we looked for again, were simplicity. It needed to be easy, especially for someone who may only use it every once in a while. They need to be able to pick up the app and use that fluently as if it was almost second nature. So to me, that was very critical. It also needed to be quick and it needed to touch upon different aspects within our company. Our CEO needs to be able to get in there and get the information they need out of it. But at the same time, our mechanics and even some of our field staff need to get in there as well. And different hierarchies of information. But with telematics, it's ingrained not only in positioning, but our mechanics use it for things such as fault codes, so we can better respond to issues on the equipment, preventative maintenance, grabbing those hours from the equipment to better service the equipment, make sure that's up and running, and just making sure that there's insightful information at your fingertips. And my biggest thing was having something that is mobile friendly, because with construction, we are always on the go. And I can't be married to my PC, even though I carry it around with me. I need to be able to do all of my work on my phone, whether it's during the day or I'm taking a phone call after hours to try and make sure that we're gonna have success for the the prior day.
0: Okay, and I I wanna elaborate on each of these topics, the system, the planning and the execution. First, in terms of execution, you mentioned field buy-in being critical to success. Do you see a lot of resistance from the field to using new technology? And what are some of the ways equipment managers and owners can improve on adoption rate in these areas?
2: So we we have seen that in the past, especially when we come in and and one of the clients we're working with has gone through this exercise before. They may have a system that they previously rolled out. And then when we come in, we try to, to really work on a, a few key pieces. One is communication and education is key here. We see more resistance from the field when they feel like the technology is being forced down their throat from the C-suite. It's really not explained to them. And it, it's really going to affect their day-to-day operations at the end of the day. So You really need to get their buy-in early from the start, get their, what are their pain points? What are they looking to solve? These are some of the questions you have to bring to the forefront to make sure that at the end of the day, you can educate your users and you're not trying to hide this from them, or they don't feel like the big brother mentality, big brother's watching me. And this is something that's being put in place. And now I have to do this. It's We want to frame the conversation more that I want to do this because this is going to help me in my day-to-day. I have a million things to do throughout my day and my workload is increased and I want to use this tool as an aid to help me in that day rather than just something that we're checking off the box with and it's not really adding value. One of the recommendations that we often go through with our clients is to identify the champions, identify the people that are really going to take this internally and run with it. And then from that point, use the -the train-the-trainer approach. Another big important thing is having clear communications in terms of your objectives and your reasons for implementing with the team. We want to make sure that the users out in the field understand why the business has made the
1: decision to go with this solution. Pat, have you faced some of this in your experience? We've gone through waves of this. We're an older company. We're 45 years old. So we've gone through different waves of technology rollout and different phases of different technology coming in and out. And one of the biggest things, like you mentioned, is sitting down with your field crews and explaining or getting from them what they need and explaining what you're trying to do to come up with a solution and really trying to drive home that we are trying to supplement what they do. I think a lot of the fear comes in from the unknowing. And I've seen that when trying to roll out different survey equipment. Uh, They're not sure of the process or there's kind of a taboo, like you mentioned, because it can give the concept of big brother watching. When you really get down to the nitty gritty and explain that we're not trying to track every single hour, we don't care, we don't have the time for that, but really explain that we're trying to keep them as productive as they can so we can keep a good profit margin and keep a good crew working and happy and ultimately make that work faster for everyone, for our field crews, for our mechanics, get those people back to their personal lives a little bit quicker by making things go smoother. I think that really drives home with them and they can appreciate that and just be as transparent as possible. Show them what we're seeing from the app. There are certain levels that, yes, maybe are a little bit more restricted. and But explain that, that we're really, we're not looking to see every little microsecond. We don't care about that. We're trying to ultimately just make sure things go smoothly and to really increase the quality of the communication throughout the outfit. Because a lot of that stuff we're getting anyway, it's just Eliminating some of those redundant tasks and making them go smoother. So those action items can get implemented.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Let's circle back now to planning. Why do you think it's been so hard to establish KPIs for telematic installations?
2: So I think in my experience, Technology for contractors is it's just a different ecosystem than they've been typically dealing with. Oftentimes they're unsure of, you know, how to establish a good KPI in this area. We find that a, a lot of customers, when they first come and, and join the platform, say, I want all my devices installed by this date. And it's a very contractor-like mentality of, I have a problem. Let's put time, money and resources to it. And then there's a final endpoint here and that's the solution and it goes in place and it just works. So what we do is we we try to work with our customers to iron out specific attainable goals of the telematics rollout. A good place to start with figuring out what are your KPIs and and what are you trying to actually do with a, a full rollout of the system is look at where you're bleeding cash now. Um, What are the areas that we need to improve now that require 10 or 15 phone calls or emails back and forth and that whole workflow? What does that look like? That's a really good place to start with KPIs. Another good place to look is your current SOPs. Where are they clunky? Where can you increase efficiency? Like I I said before, where can I see? There's 15 emails going back and forth. Where's this piece of equipment? Is it on this site? When's it going to be done? When's it going to move over here? All these type of, of questions and inefficiencies really roll into building really good, strong KPIs that you can bring in when you're rolling out the telematics solution and say, at the end of the day, did we meet our KPIs? Have we improved communications? Have we improved understanding where our equipment is, have we improved understanding? What our utilization looks like across the site, and having us make better moves of that equipment and renting versus buying. I know that Pat and his team did a really fantastic job in this area, so I'm sure he has some additional feedback here.
1: Yeah, this was a this was a big one for us. We started probably mid June, really trying to hit this hard, and my goal was actually to try and get it done before my wedding because I had a lot of things that we were balancing out, going back to the personal life, getting back to your personal life. But And we just about hit that goal. And I explained to my crews why we needed to get this information out there. We started with the low-hanging fruit, the OEM products that tennis supports. That was very easy because that was more of a, flip of the switch. Those are very crucial for us because those were our bigger assets, our heavy iron that gets used constantly. We're getting those richer data sets, the fault codes in the fuel back to the office and the location of where those are and for billable hours. We then rolled out into our next phase, our small equipment, our generators, our um, air compressors, things that bounce around a lot. And really those become a, a micromanaging nightmare. So we need a lot of focus on those assets because it reduced a lot of phone calls. Where is this? We can't find this. We need it now. It's just completely transparent now. We know where it is. We know how long it's been running. We know if it needs any maintenance or when that's scheduled for. And it just makes it so much easier for people to get those assets that they need in the moment. And then we trickle down into our second tier equipment that's used more as backup on sites and, That is where a lot of the 10 plugins came into play. And that was a lot easier because we didn't need to schedule downtime for equipment. We had a little bit more flexibility, but my team worked great. We did a couple of long days after hours till eight o'clock at night, putting these in as much as we could just to reduce downtime. Explaining in the supers why we needed to put down equipment. And after we got a couple templates done on pieces of equipment, it went a lot easier. One rock truck was very similar to the next. So you can speed up that process. And what took maybe an hour to two hours on the first one, working out the kinks, we were able to get down to half an hour, sometimes 15 minutes. And uh, it worked very well, uh, but it there was a learning curve to it.
0: Okay. Well, it seems like we've covered a lot of ground so far in the- Basically, as we wind this down, um, there are a lot of telematic suppliers out there on the market today. What are some of the qualities of a good system and what should you look for for a provider when the contractor is just getting started?
2: I'd say first and foremost, you want to find a provider that doesn't farm out their installs to a third party. Construction is a very specific vertical. There's, There's a lot of equipment that's very specialized and you want to have somebody that comes in there that really truly understands, first of all, the job site, how to be safe, how to work on a job site. And then also has an intimate knowledge of that equipment and how it works and all the safety parameters and all the features of the equipment and, and making sure that they can really do a good job in terms of installing the hardware properly. They can also establish a, a true partner, a true partnership with your guys in your field as well. They need to understand your SOPs and how the system can really blend with your operations so that as a contractor, you can experience a a clear and easy transition into rolling out the actual solution. One of the issues that we see is that third-party installers, they often don't have the construction experience and they really can't speak directly to the field and and get the contractors off on on the right foot. Our installers at Tenna have years of construction experience and they're industry vets. I often make the joke during some of our calls that we actually have mud on our boots. Uh, which goes a long way when you're trying to, to get somebody on board with the, with the platform and product that they're going to use on the day-to-day basis. Also, your field staff is extremely important and getting buy-in from, from them is, is absolutely critical and paramount to a successful rollout. And a lot of times this happens during the installation phase. Oftentimes, you know, when we head out onto a job site to get a new customer onboarded, it's really the first time that the Uh, field mechanics, or maybe even the shop managers or the foreman, the guys that are actually running the equipment. It's the first time they've ever seen somebody from a telematics company coming out and and doing the installs on their equipment. And as you guys know, in construction, you get one shot in front of these guys to either make it or break it. So this is a huge area that, that really needs to be focused on and make sure it's done correctly. At the end of the day, it's important during this phase to really help the field understand that this is a tool to help them and not something that's simply just being thrown at them. And it's going to increase their efficiency on on their day to day.
1: Pat, what would you say are some other good qualities? Like you mentioned, we're creating a partnership. It's like when we have a sub, you want someone that's going to be reliable. When you have an issue and you're in the bind, you can call them up and they're going to bail you out or help you. That's really what we're building with good technology and anyone can, or a lot of people can build an app and it's not about the app necessarily. It's about what that's going to provide to you. And it's the full, the full bread basket that I think some people fall short on. They say, Oh, we have this feature, but they don't, it's half baked. And that to me gets very annoying is because sometimes they're just trying to check a box and they're not fully vetting the idea. And that's what I really try to comb through when I'm making these decisions on what technology we're going to use is does it cover everything like it says, does it help from the office to the field and meet all of those criteria that it claims to do? Because I feel like that's where a lot of customers get frustrated is that they're sold on the highlights, but when you get down into the nitty gritty, things fall short and they're not fully vetted. So I really try to work all that out. And that's where I think Kenna succeeds is we can rely on them. I've had conversations with development on how we can make processes better with their hardware team on things that have worked great things that small tweaks that can make our lives just a little bit easier and having that two way conversation is extremely important, because we're trying to build a future no different than you guys are. And uh, that's what's going to keep us going forward.
0: Well, James and Pat, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules to talk to us today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Kurt. It's uh, It's been a pleasure being on here. Pat, as, as always, good seeing awesome. you. Awesome. It's you been, been fantastic. You well. Thank you for your time.
0: Thanks for listening to Tenetop. If you enjoyed this episode, visit our website at www.tenet.com to learn how you can know more, control more, and make more with your mixed fleet assets. Join us again next time. Bye-bye.